A change is coming to the court. During the Trump administration, it became routine that migrants were arrested at the San Diego Federal Courthouse. Border Patrol agents would sit in the courtroom and arrest migrants for civil violations after they completed a criminal trial for entering illegally. A ruling from a U.S. district judge bans this practice. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Christina Davis, you cover a number of things at the San Diego Union-Tribune, including federal courts, and this is a big change, something that's been going on for several years. Can you explain in more detail how these arrests would occur? Sure, and let me just actually start by saying this is just a temporary restraining order, so we'll see what happens in the long run with this. Um, but uh, yeah, basically this dates back to the Trump administration's um, zero tolerance policy, uh, which started, I think, mid-2018. Um, and that was basically the administration's push to try to arrest um, and prosecute as many migrants as possible who were caught crossing the border illegally, which um, illegal entry is it's a misdemeanor. Um, but what that did was that really filled up the courts with um, these kinds of cases. I mean, we had thousands. Um, whereas in years before, that crime was rarely ever prosecuted. Um, and so what you had uh, was a lot of people, um, migrants and public defenders actually starting to fight back and challenge these prosecutions, which would um, result in, in a lot of other hearings and trials as these cases kind of uh, moved forward. And judges would um, grant bond for a lot of migrants. Um, they, would, they would find that they weren't a risk to public safety, um, that they would uh, reasonably set conditions that they would appear for their next court hearing. Um, so a lot of these migrants who were being arrested were out on bond, and then they'd have to show up, get a notice to appear to show up to their, to their uh, trial, let's say. And so what would be happening is border patrol agents um, assigned to the courthouse would attend all of these court hearings and uh, sit in the back of the courtroom and then as soon as uh, that migrant's case was done, whether they were found guilty or whether their case was dropped, um, whatever the outcome was, then the Border Patrol agent would come up um, many times right there in the courtroom and handcuff the migrant and say, okay, you know, now you're under arrest um, for your, your immigration violation, right? Um, which is different. You know, they were in trial charged with criminal violations, the criminal violation of illegal entry and then immigration is actually, it's a civil violation. And that's, that's the uh, legal system where it uh, determines if you're going to be deported or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the statement, it was pretty strongly worded. It said that it violated some norms of how this is normally supposed to work. Can you explain kind of how this violates those norms? Sure. So uh, the American justice system, legal system, um, dates back centuries um, to, to English common law, right? 15th century. Um, a lot of the, the, the ideals and the things that we um, are very familiar with nowadays and expect, they'll, they'll trace back to that, a lot of them. Um, and one of those ideals is that um, the courts should be free and open to all people to to air their grievances, to demand justice, to testify in court, um, and uh, that people should be free from civil arrest, which is what immigration um, law is, 
while you're while you're at court conducting court business. Um, and this has been um, an issue that's been uh, discussed, you know, many times in different situations over the decades, over the centuries. Um, and there are often times that people are arrested at courthouses. Um, it's usually for, for committing a new crime or something like that, right? Or someone's super dangerous and they're there. Um, but, but there is this kind of overarching ideal that, that if you're going to court on official court business, that no one's going to jump out of the shadows at you for some kind of unrelated civil um, situation that you might be in. Yeah, I guess it makes sense because, you know, you want to have a trial be very, you know, kind of analytical and focus on the facts. And if you're worried that someone's going to arrest you in the moment, it kind of violates that that space to have that, you know, blind eye of justice that you kind of want. Right. And, and that's what uh, Judge Dana Sabra, who's who uh, who issued the order um, on Monday, that's that's what he gets at a little bit. And um, the lawyers who filed this lawsuit, um, they're representing a group of migrants. That's one of their biggest arguments is they're saying, you know, we've got our we've got our clients. They've already been determined by a judge to not be, you know, a risk to public safety or, or a flight risk. Um, and they're trying to come to court and comply with, you know, their bond conditions. Um, but then they also that, you know, they're, they're having to kind of maybe weigh that or, or, or make that decision, you know, well, okay, I know if I come to court to satisfy my bond conditions, there's a really good chance that I'm, I'm going to be arrested for my immigration case. And, um, you know, it's kind of that question, you know, should, should people even have to, to be, you know, thinking about those kinds of decisions when they're, they should be encouraged to go to court and, and uh, conduct their court business. Mm-hmm. And when this started happening, what was the initial response from, you know, those within the court that this change was happening? Because as we stated, this is a violation of norms. Yeah, I mean, well, look, the, the change happened a few years ago with um, the zero tolerance policy. Uh, so altogether, there was a lot of um ruffled feathers among, you know, the whole legal community, um, more, more because the logistics were actually like really tough. Um, there were so many people and how are we, how's the court going to even handle all these people? Um, but public defenders have really, um, challenged a lot of, um, the, the policies and the procedures, um, uh, and the backbone to the zero tolerance prosecutions. And this is just kind of one element of those, um, in the the lawsuit that was filed a few weeks ago, um, it included sworn uh, sworn affidavits from several defense attorneys who have handled these cases over the past um, couple of years, and they they basically are just saying stories um, of of what they've witnessed while they've been in court with these clients, and they gave stories about how you know uh, a judge would actually dismiss the criminal charges completely against a client. And then yet, you know, still the border patrol uh, was right there in the courtroom with handcuffs, um, you know, ready to arrest them, uh, that kind of thing. So the defense attorneys, you know, were very troubled by this and, um, you know, clearly, clearly now it's, it's being challenged and, um, looks like a judge might, might overturn it, uh, permanently. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And right now with the change in the rules, is this only in San Diego? And can you kind of give us a timeline of, you know, when this may get challenged? Just kind of put it in that context, please. Sure. So uh, the temporary restraining order was issued um, on Monday. Uh, and it, it actually applies to, to San Diego courthouses, the, the federal courthouses. There's uh, in San Diego downtown, there's, there's actually two federal courthouses, but they're right next to each other. So, so the, the TRO covers kind of the, the whole complex. So I guess if you're like walking from one to the other right outside the door, that, it would cover that as well. Um, it, actually, it does cover the El Centro courthouse as well, um, but all of the arrests that we're talking about that are that are part of this lawsuit, they're only happening in San Diego. They're not happening in El Centro at this point, but, um, you know, I guess they could at some point. Um, so the TRO is only good for two weeks, and during that time, um, Judge Sabraw has ordered uh, the opposing parties to meet and confer to basically... Uh, try to work it out, maybe see if we can, if they can just get rid of the, the lawsuit and, and they're good. Um, and if they can't do that in the next two weeks, and uh, he said, you know, the TRO can be extended as needed and they can continue litigating this. Um, the next step would be to um, argue for or against a preliminary injunction then, which would be a much more permanent kind of, um, you know, order as, as to this practice. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, broadly, when it comes to the changes to immigration that the Trump administration has, you know, really pushed for the past four years, how much of these changes are baked into the system? Like, people seem to think that just because, you know, President-elect Joe Biden will be sworn in in a couple of months that everything will suddenly change. Obviously, that isn't true. How much of things would have to change for, you know, this new future that some people think is going to happen could happen? Um, that's a, a good question, and uh, it's, it's kind of a complicated question. I guess I would say um, a lot of the same immigration laws and policies um, that are on the books now have been on the books for like a really long time. Um, so it's not necessarily the laws that are changing rapidly that we're really dealing with at this point. I mean, I'm sure there's some here or there, but um, it's really how, how different administrations, you know, choose to prioritize things and, 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 you know, there's finite amount of resources and, and what are you going to focus on? Right. So, um, you know, it, the Obama administration did seem to have a little bit more of a focus on, um, you know, arresting and prosecuting, um, maybe, uh, undocumented immigrants who were maybe posed more of a safety risk or they had a really long criminal record. Um, and, and that's how they chose to kind of go, maybe go after that issue. Um, it's, a, it's still illegal to, uh, enter the United States, um, you know, without permission, but they decided not to prosecute everyone, right? Like the Trump administration has. So it's really going to be up to the Biden administration to see, um, where they want to set those priorities. Uh, and they also, you know, they do have. Uh, control over certain policies. You know, they can direct then the different agencies, they can direct the Border Patrol and ICE, the DEA or whatever, um, on how they, what they think is important and how they want them to kind of go after whatever issue is at hand. So I think that's what we'll be watching uh, for the, the incoming administration. 
Yeah, it does seem like if you were to sum up the Trump immigration policy, it was speed it up as fast as you possibly can. And it'll be curious to see what happens when that onus isn't there anymore. Right. I mean, and what we've seen a lot with the Trump administration um, is uh, rolling out some of these plans and policies like way too quickly. Uh, you know, whether you agree with them or not, they, they, they did roll them out very quickly. And you ran into a lot of confusion among the different agencies. They weren't really sure um, how they were supposed to refocus or, or the logistics involved. Um, Operation Streamline, which is what the zero tolerance policy was kind of uh, called unofficially. Um, I, I mean, I saw that firsthand in the courts, um, you know, it went out very, very quickly and um, the court and the whole San Diego federal legal system was really struggling under under its weight for a while um, while they figured out really how to fit this into the already busy calendar that we have here. So it's things like that, that administrations do have control over, um, you know, the family separation policy, right? Um, that's not like a law that Biden has to follow that that's 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 more of a um, that's an administrative uh, cabinet kind of call. Yeah, it's certainly interesting in the past four years how San Diego has become just a space for legal experimentation when it comes to immigration. So I imagine that there's a little bit of a sigh of relief uh, with the incoming administration and, you know, the courthouses in San Diego. Uh, definitely. And I will say that uh, the zero uh, tolerance policy um, kind of died a death uh, because of COVID, um, like a lot of things. Um, it was kind of on the, the downside before COVID for whatever reason, um, maybe some staffing issues, I'm not sure. And then uh, and then COVID hit. So, so we haven't really had those zero tolerance cases for a while anyways here. Um, but I... I would uh, I would venture to guess that the program would not come back under under Biden. Mm -hmm. All right, Christina Davis, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to include the San Diego Union Tribune in your morning routine, check out our daily flash briefing. Every weekday morning, hear a quick summary of the day's top story. Just search San Diego Union Tribune wherever you get your podcasts, including smart speakers. Until next time.